بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله الذي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا ونبينا أبي القاسم المصطفى محمد وآله الطيبين الطاهرين لا سيما بقية الله في الأرضين جل الله تعالى فرجه الشريف السلام على الحسين وعلى علي بن الحسين وعلى أولاد الحسين وعلى أصحاب الحسين ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله ويها التوفيق السلام استدي السنن الإلهية Divine Universal Laws and we reached the point that we talked about the ways Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala supports the believers, the pious. The first was that He would provide them with additional guidance. And there is no limit for this guidance. And a very important aspect of this guidance is that it is specific or it can be specific. It is applicable. It's not just something theoretical. It's not just something general. It's something that can help you in the situation that you need to make a decision. It helps you with your choices, with your actions, with your intentions, with your relations. Alhamdulillah, we mentioned several verses of the Quran. We also mentioned this hadith: "Ittaqu farasat al-mu'min, fa'innahu yanzuru binur Allah." Another hadith that uh, is very important, and I am sure all of you have heard this hadith. And it has become by itself a source of inspiration for many, many uh, scholars, many, many spiritual masters. It's the hadith about purification of one's ibadah for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for 40 days. The hadith says, "Man akhlas Allah arba'in sabahan, zaharat yanabi'u al-hikmah min qalbihi ala lisanhi." There are some other versions also of ayyaman, but the concept is the same. If someone for forty days manages to purify for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala his ibadah, his decisions, his actions, his words, his contacts for 40 days. Then fountains, springs of wisdom 
will flow from his tongue to his from his heart to his tongue min qalbihi ala lisani this has led to the practice of chellenishini so many many uh, spiritual uh, uh, masters have recommended to have these 40 days of concentration and trying hard that at least for 40 days to make everything for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala of course it may not be possible that in the first 40 days that you do this you achieve the purity which is needed but you can try it another time then another time but this is the sign of significance of number 40 as well and it shows that one day one week two weeks maybe too early but 40 is a sign of completion so one cycle one stage can be completed during 40 days so when a, a person with 40 days of ikhlas of purification of a'mal of intentions can reach the point that Allah would not give him only one piece of wisdom or two pieces of wisdom. No. Springs or fountains of wisdom will flow from his heart to his tongue. Now imagine if someone instead of 40 days does this for one year, for two years, for 40 years. What would happen? So this is why I say there is no limit in this additional guidance that we can receive from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Another thing that Allah gives the believers, and inshallah I want to connect this with this one, with the guidance, is that Allah gives the believers more love for virtues for piety for iman and for himself in surah hujurat verse 7 allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says Allah." before this is about the fact that if rasulullah was going to obey you you would have been uh, troubled wa'lamu anna fikum rasulullah law yuti'ukum fi kathiran min al-amri la'anittum but in this ayah which is what we need for our reference Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says walakin Allah habbaba ilaykum al-iman wa zayyanahu fi qulubikum وَكَرَّهَ إِلَيْكُمُ الْكُفْرَ وَالْفُسُوغَ وَالْأَسْيَانِ 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has helped you. This is my explanation. I'm not translating literally. Allah has helped you by tahbibul iman. By making you love iman in your heart. Because love is for heart. Love is not for any other place. Love is not for mind. Love is not for hand. Love is for heart. Habba ilaykumul iman wazayyanahu fi qulubikum. Allah has made iman lovable to you. And in your heart has beautified iman. It means that in your heart you find the beauty of iman. And on the other hand, Allah has helped you to dislike kufr, to dislike fisk, to commit sins, and disobedience. This ayah has been discussed by Mufassirin and some interpret this ayah as a kind of reference to fitra, a kind of understanding that every person has, as I said two nights ago, every person when he's born, is born with some understanding of what is good, what is bad, plus every person is leaning towards good and doesn't like bad. To begin with, Every person, every child loves honesty, kindness. It's later that they may learn how to tell lies or, you know, how to be cruel or, you know, uh, unkind. So some people say this, Habbaba ilaykumul iman refers to all human beings and the level of fitrah. But some others say no. This is, maybe includes that, but this is more, especially because if you go back, it starts with Ya ayyuhalladina amanu. If you go a little bit earlier, Allah is talking about mu'minin. So, iman starts with love, but iman will be stronger and stronger by increase of this love. You all have heard. This hadith that someone asked Imam Sadiq alayhi salam is hub, love, part of din? Is bogz, dislike, part of din? Halil hubbu wal bogzu min ad din? Imam alayhi salam said, you ask me, is it part of the, is it related to religion? And the mom says, is religion anything other than this? Religion is not except love for certain things and dislike for certain other things. Because religion is a matter of where your heart is directing you. 
This is the only thing that can explain religion. Mind, by looking at minds of people, you cannot understand. By looking at the actions of people, also you cannot understand. Whether they are mu'min or not. Maybe someone has the best of actions. Maybe someone has the best of the words. Even maybe he has very good information. He can even teach you all the aqaid and akhlaq. It's only if we can examine someone's heart. And this is where we have problem because we cannot examine people's heart. And this is why we have to leave it to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sometimes we can see who doesn't have iman sometimes. But to see who has iman is more difficult. Because sometimes people contradict themselves and they show that they are not moment. But to be able to verify someone's iman, only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows. So, iman is something which is in the heart and it's a matter of love or dislike. Because, although some people may say, why we don't just love? We can love and love and love. But it's very, I think, uh, easy to understand that logically, it's impossible you love two contradictory things. I cannot love light and darkness. I cannot love justice and injustice. Yes, when it comes to people, I can love them despite I don't love their bad actions. But I cannot say I love you wholeheartedly, no matter you are doing zulm. It's impossible. It's very logical here. So, Iman is a matter of where your heart is really finding its sukun. What gives joy to your heart? What is the thing that if your heart feels that you have more, becomes happier, and if your heart feels that you have less, becomes sad. This is Iman. And I am sad to say that many, many believers, their Iman after examination, at least I can say, is not yet mature. Because their heart is undecided. Their heart is confused. They love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but they love also dunya. And sometimes they give preference to dunya when there is a conflict. Because, you know, you can understand what you really love when there is conflict. If you can have everything together, it's not a big issue. <laughs> yeah? If I can have my faith and dunya together, it's not a difficult thing. But when what gives me more pleasure of dunya is in conflict with what is the pleasure of Allah, that's where my iman should show itself. So this is why the Quran warns people 
that their parents, their children, their spouse, their business, their houses are more lovable to them than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In Surah Tawbah, If your Aba, your Abna, your Ashira, if all these are more lovable to you than Allah and the Messenger, then this is a warning sign. So, the reality is most of believers have a mixed situation in their heart. They love dunya, they love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And many times they love for dunya can be dominant. If they have to sacrifice, then you would see they would sacrifice from religious side, not from dunya side. So, this situation in the heart, there are lots of things that we need to discuss about this, but... Uh, unfortunately, our time is very limited. I want to mention one point which is related to our discussion. This situation in the heart, when your heart is not pure, when your heart has mixed feelings and affiliations, this situation makes you unable to see things properly. You cannot understand what should you do. You will be confused. If we manage to give our heart to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and that is purity of the heart, then all these clouds and dust will go away and you can see. This is why if you purify for 40 days, wisdom starts coming. I want to share with you two beautiful hadiths about this issue. So that you understand what is the mechanism for increase of understanding for the believers. How this happens? Is it just miracle? No. It's very understandable. Believers who are truly believers, their heart becomes purified and therefore obstacles for understanding will be removed. And more light of Allah can enter to their heart. And then from heart spread to eyes and ears and every sense that they have. Imam Sadiq alayhi salam said, Man zahida fid dunya. أثبت الله الحكمة في قلبه 
if someone is exercising zuhd in dunya, if someone chooses ascetic life, and inshallah I will explain what does it mean. It doesn't mean that you become poor, you know, and you have, you know, I don't know, no food, no clothes, no car. No, I will explain what does it mean. But for the time being, means if dunya is not your aim, if you want to summarize. If dunya is not your ideal, if dunya is not what your heart is beating for, if dunya is not the main source of joy and sadness for you, this is Zohd. Yeah? So, if someone has this approach in his life, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would put wisdom in his heart. Very simple. And then Allah would make his tongue speak this wisdom. We had ظهرت ينابيء الحكمة من قلبه على لسانه. This is the mechanism. Zuhd in heart leads to having wisdom in the heart and then Allah make your tongue talk wisely. وبصره عيوب الدنيا and it is only after that that you can really see the problems in this dunya. What is causing illness and what's the treatment? If you are not able to get some distance from dunya and you are immersed in dunya. How can you find out what's the problem with dunya? You have to go away from dunya, keep distance from dunya, and then you can examine. Then Allah would take this person from this world while he or she is salim, is not affected by illnesses and germs of dunya. This person is a heavenly person and can go to Darus Salam, which is heaven. This is Al Qalbu Salim that Ibrahim alayhi salam requested. From Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He said, I want Qalb Salim. Yawma la yanfa'u malun wala banun illa man atallah biqalbin salim. And Allah says that He gave Ibrahim Qalb Salim. Ja'a rabbahu biqalbin salim. So, this Qalb Salim, this Heart which is healthy, which is in good condition, is what? Imam Sadiq himself has explained in Al-Kafi. Al-Qalb al-Salim 
الذي يلقى ربه وليس أحد فيه سواه قلب السليم is the one that when meets its Lord when it's departing time departure time of this dunya there is nothing other than Allah in this heart yes under Allah others can come next to Allah above Allah no under Allah is okay you love your family you love your children you love your home you love your country for the sake of Allah that's good but not equal to Allah or above Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so this belonging to dunya is the cause of all the problems and this is why Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said hubbu dunya ra'su kulli khati'ah if hubbu dunya is the root for all the mistakes then how can we start understanding better by stopping this source of problems and this is what we call it zuhd so what is zuhd i am sure everyone say okay what is zuhd imam sadiq himself in another hadith very beautifully explains what is zuhd there are many beautiful hadith about this but this is also something i wanted to share with you he says zuhd is not to waste your money laysa zuhd fi dunya bi al-mal wala bi-tahreem al-halal zuhd is not that now i go and burn my monies or you know i throw away my jewelries or i you know sell my home very cheap and I become bankrupt. No. Eza'atul mal is not zuhd. To waste your money is not zuhd. To prohibit halal is not zuhd. So what is zuhd? Very beautiful. Bal zuhd fi dunya. Allah takun bima fi yadika Zuhd means where you put your trust. If you put your trust in your bank account and saving and money, this is not Zuhd. But if you have this, but you put your trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then you are Zahid. So maybe I have no money and I am no Zahid. I'm not Zahid. Maybe I have money but I am Zahid. In another hadith we say, لَيْسَ الزُّحْدُ أَلَّا تَمْلِكَ شَيْئًا بَلِ الزُّحْدُ أَلَّا يَمْلِكَكَ شَيْئًا Zuhd is not not to own. Zuhd is not to be owned. Yeah? Maybe I have a car which is just few thousand pounds but I am always concerned about this car or even I have cheated when I wanted to buy this car maybe someone has more expensive car but he doesn't bother about the car so 
Zuhd is your attachment to dunya. This is the main thing. If our trust is in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and Allah says, okay, you must give this money as homes, as zakat, as charity. I don't feel I am going to become poor because my trust is in Allah. I work hard to make money, but I put my trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I don't put my trust in my father or in, I don't know, my bank account or my business or my employer or anyone or any organization. My trust is in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I work hard. I look after my properties, my money position properly. But I am at the service of my Lord. As Imam Sadiq said in Hadith Inwan al-Basri, Yara al-mala mala Allah. A servant of Allah knows that this money belongs to Allah and he uses this money as he wants. So, what I wanted to say tonight is that there is a very, very important reason why muttaqin can understand things properly, why they have insight. And we may make obvious mistakes, but they don't make these mistakes. Indeed, they know things that there is no clue for them. Why? Because their heart is free. Is not under pressure of tons of worldly attachments. There is no attachment except to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Which is the source of light. If you move towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then everything has light. If you go away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, everything is dark. So for a mu'min who is moving towards Allah, his job has light. His children have light. Everything has light because it's the direction. But if you turn away, the same things all become dark. So, we need to work on our heart. I have, alhamdulillah, many beautiful hadith here to share with you but for tonight only one more tomorrow inshallah we will have a more discussion about hope inshallah just one more hadith imam sadiq alayhi salam in a very deep hadith to the to someone who was attending uh, a spiritual mentorship of other people and had some kind of confusion he explained to that person some theological issues and then he said this inna ulil albab the people of thought Lob means brain. Ulul alba means the people of thinking, those who are thoughtful. Alladina amilu bil fikrah hatta varithu minhu hubballah. Who are the most clever people? Look around. Who are the most clever people? 
Who are the most intelligent people in the world? We say, look at this, who has billions of pounds or dollars, these are the most intelligent people. Who are, I don't know, winning Nobel Prizes, these are the most intelligent people. We don't have any negativity towards people who have such achievements. But this is not to be the most clever, to most intelligent. Yes, you have some intelligence. But if you are very clever and most intelligent person, you try to achieve eternal success, unlimited success, with someone whose treasures are unlimited. So the real clever people are muttaqin. The rest are not that clever. It's like, for example, you know, I can teach you something that you get a very good job and every month you get, for example, you know, a few thousand pounds. Or I can just give you right away, you know, a few thousand pounds. If you get this few thousand pounds from me, you think you are very clever. But you are not clever because I was able to give you something that every month you could make a few thousand pounds. So, the most intelligent people, the people who have lub, they use the brain properly, are those people who started thinking and reflecting and contemplating, seeing what other people have done, what they have achieved. And then, then they realized that there is no one better than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No one more kind, more merciful, more beautiful, more truthful, more honest, more loyal, more grateful than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, this is positive thinking that would lead to hubbullah. And then he says, he continues and he reaches this point. فَإِذَا بَلَغَ هَذِهِ الْمَنْزِلَةِ When you really fall in love with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. جَعَلَ شَهْوَتَهُ وَمَحَبَّتَهُ فِي خَالِقِهِ Then all your passion and desire, everything will be only about your beloved, which is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Day and night, you just think about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You go to, I don't know, restaurant, people talk about food, you talk about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You go to coffee shop, people talk about other things, you talk about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You go everywhere, you talk about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Maybe sometimes you control yourself, but you cannot stop thinking and talking about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because your heart is there. فَإِذَا فَعَلَ ذَلِكَ نَزَلَ الْمَنْزِلَةَ الْكُبْرَى when you reach this point that your heart is full of love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then you have reached Al-Manzilat Al-Kubra, the greatest station. 
Then this person can see his Lord or her Lord in his or her heart. Mu'ayana means to see with your eyes. You see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Of course, by eyes of the heart. Then you would inherit wisdom. It's not that you become an unwise person. No. If you do things with contemplation and understanding, if this love is result of thinking, if you are ulul albab, then it would lead to wisdom. But the way he gets wisdom is different from the way other people have got wisdom. Imam explains himself. He gets knowledge, inherits knowledge, but not through the conventional way that people become scholars. He achieves truthfulness, but not like the other people have become truthful. Then he explains. Normally, people who get wise is through silence. One of the key factors for achieving wisdom is to be in control of your words. So, if someone reduces his speech and doesn't say things which are not necessary, can get wisdom. But it takes years. One of our late Maraja that you all know, who passed away recently, a few years ago, when he was in Najaf for eight years, he did not speak except wajib. Eight years. And he was very minimal in talk. Even, you know, when he stopped that, still he was very minimal in talk. Even for istikhara, you know, he was not even saying yes or no. Just with his hand, you know. So, this leads to wisdom. But this takes time. The shortcut is love. Love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the shortcut. So, إِنَّ الْحُكَمَا وَرِثُ الْحِكْمَةَ بِالسَّمْتِ وَإِنَّ الْعُلَمَا وَرِثُ الْعِلْمَ بِالطَّلَبِ Those who become scholars, they become scholars by seeking knowledge. It takes decades to become a scholar. A good scholar has to study decades. Never stops. Even you can be a scholar and then you lose being a scholar. <laughs> if you don't keep you know, updating yourself, if you don't refresh your knowledge, then you can lose your knowledge. But again, that takes decades. Those who have become siddiq, Normally, they do it with trying to be humble and doing lots of ibadah. 
so that they really humble themselves and only truth matters to them. But Ulul Albab are the people who are very clever. They choose the right, please listen carefully. If you are very clever, you choose the right end and the best means. If you are very clever, you do this. You choose the right and the best means. What is the right end? Means anything other than it's not right. Is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What is the best means? There can be other means. Is hope. Love. It's a shortcut. It's just difficult to get it. Because it's like a person who has always been, you know, eating junk food. To stop eating junk food is very difficult. Someone who has been addicted to smoking is difficult. But if you want to get health, you have to pressurize a little bit yourself. But then when you become healthy, then everything is just enjoyable. And if they offer you again the same things that you were addicted to, you just dislike. After that, it would be no anymore would not be difficult. Just the beginning when you're you are changing your diet, that's the only difficult part. So the key is dunya or hubbullah. This is the key choice. If we go for dunya, suffering after suffering, confusion after confusion, and we may reach the point that summun bukman umyun fahumla yaqilun. If we choose love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, wisdom, understanding, more and more to the extent that you can see everything. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in hadith, a qudsi, that la ukhfi alayhi ilma khasat khalqi. You reach the point that Allah would not hide anything about the select of His creation from you. He shares with you even the secrets of this world. So, this is the choice that we have to make. Tonight, we remember, as I am trying to follow the pattern of this community, Hazrat Ali Akbar. And what is very interesting for me, as a student, as a talab, who is reflecting on akhlaqi issues, ethics, and actually is related to our discussion also today about truth, is this famous sentence of Ali Akbar. You know, after Ahlul Bayt left the station of Bani Muqatil, Imam Hussein alayhi salam had a dream. And when he woke up from his dream, he said, Inna lillah wa inna ilayhi raji'un. 
والحمد للہ رب العالمین حضرت علی اکبر صد یا ابت جعلت فداک لکت عدب there is intimacy یا ابت but there is also respect جعلت فداک may I be your ransom why did you say Alhamdulillah and Inna Lillah wa Inna Ilayhi Rajoon Mimma Hamidta Allah Wastarja'ta Qala Ya Bunayya My dear son You see that love is reciprocal Khafaqtu Biraasi Khafqatan I had just a nap and then I saw a person riding a forest, someone riding a horse, and saying, Al-Qawm Yasiruna wal-manaya tasri ilayhim. That person that I had in dream was saying that people are going and death is following them. Fa'alimtu annaha anfusuna. I realized that he is talking about, so it was a Ruyaya Sadiqe, because Imams, the prophets, their Ruya is true. And of course, Imam had many other reasons to know that, but that was a kind of reminder. So this is why I said, Inna lillahu inna ilayhi raja'oon, and Alhamdulillah. Then Ali Akbar asked a very important question. He said, Ya Abate. Again, Ya Abate. My dear father. My father. La Arakallahusu and may Allah never show you bad things. Never bad things happen to you. Alasna alalhaq. I am really surprised with this sentence. Because as I said, you know, if you study akhlaq, if you study Islamic value system, then you would see that the most fundamental value is truthfulness. And then for a person, not in a class, you know, maybe in a class I say the most important thing is truthfulness. When I am, you know, writing my exam paper, I say the most important thing is truthfulness. But in the real moments of life, especially when I am surprised, and more especially when there are calamities, that is when we can understand what is the most important value for someone. When Ali Akbar salam says, Alasna alal haq, And Imam salam says, Bala ibad. Yes, by Allah to whom servants return. And he says, Ya Abate, la nubali Then we don't care if we die while we are on the side of the truth. This is for me very, very important. 
Because this shows that Hazrat Ali Akbar, in his heart, the only concern that he had was Al-Haqq. Which is of course Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then every truth is a manifestation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this person is Siddiq. Because who is Siddiq? What is Siddiq? Siddiq starts with telling the truth. But goes beyond. Then your intention must be true. Your thoughts, your actions, everything should be true. Siddiq is not just the one who tells the truth. So this shows that he was really Siddiq. A person who only cared about Haqq. I am sure he could really easily expect calamities are going to happen. It's, the minimum was they knew that they are all going to be killed. He doesn't care that much about that side. If that is a price that we have to pay for being on the side of the truth. It's very important. It means the heart beats for the truth. And nothing else can divert the attention of the heart. You know, sometimes either... We don't really value something. Or even if we value something, we all the time are worried. What if? What if? What if? And these worries don't let us to mobilize our energy. But if you establish that this is the truth, with wisdom, with understanding, with asking your imam, with asking someone who has authority, if this is the truth, that's the only thing that matters. The rest we have to find a way to deal with them. We have to cope with them. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you as a child the best way that Allah has rewarded any child on behalf of his father. It's a beautiful dua. He asked Allah to reward him on behalf of him as a father. Assalamu alayka ya Abdullah أبداً ما بغيت وبغي الليل والنار ولا جعله الله آخر العهد مني لزيارتكم السلام على الحسين وعلى علي ابنه 
حسین انسان که خلق گشت حسین از گل علی آمد پدید با تو علی از گل حسین تو آمدی که نام تو مشکل گشا شود عشق به تو ولی بشود مشکل Akbar, you came to the house of Hussein as a gift for Hussein, as Allah had given Ali Hussein himself. You came to this world so that you would be solving the problem for people. But Hussein's love for you made it very difficult for Hussein to be away from you. As Baskedus Dashtura Darmagam Ish, Janet Togash Hadiyena Kabel Hussein. Imam Hussein so much loved you that when he wanted to offer the best thing that he loved, he had to offer you to his master. Keshdiye shakas kordeye tufan karvalas آنجا که پیکر تو شود ساحل حسین حسین comes to you he is like a ship which is broken by flood و موی ترا و رخ ترا هر کس که دید گفت امان از دل When you have a young child, you love your child very much. Especially when this child is growing and becomes a young person who is strong, who is beautiful, who speaks nicely. You can imagine how much Imam Hussein must have loved Ali Akbar. نفست راه رفتند 
قبل از سنان خودت شده ای قاتل حسین You know when Hussein was killed Hussein was not killed by Shem Hussein was killed when he saw Ali Akbar is going for the battle از خیمه تا کنار تن قطع قطعت از خیمه تا کنار تن قطع قطعت قدش خمیده گشت در این فاصله حالا اینگیت تو که من حسین تو ریتلی اکبر ای دیدن تک دد لانگ بات دی پریشر واس سو ماش دد حسین واس بندنگ افتر از خیمه تا کنار تن قطع قطعت قدش خمیده گشت در این فاصله بعد از تو خاک بر سر دنیا که می رود بر روی نیزه ها سر یک غافله موسیقی يا الله يا الله يا الله يا الله يا الله يا الله O Allah, please send the best of your salutations to Muhammad and all Muhammad Please forgive all our sins and mistakes Please remove anything other than yourself from our hearts Please fill our hearts with love for you and your friends. Please keep us always on the path of purity and servitude. Please give shifa to all illnesses that we have in our body and heart and mind. Please send your rahmah and maghfirah to all mu'mineen and mu'minat who have passed away. Please bless our parents with healthy and dignified life. And if they have passed away, please resurrect them with Muhammad and all Muhammad. Please keep our ulama, our maraj, our teachers, our volunteers, and anyone who serves Islam, serves humanity, away from calamities. Please enable us to understand what you expect from us at every moment. And please make the last moment of our life the best moment of our life. 
وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين